0: Hey, y'all. The Fallen podcast is an Augusta University and Georgia Cyber Center production. Thanks for tuning in. Things are about to get wild. Welcome to In the Wild. Each week, we're catching you up with all things Augusta University with our most trusted and wildest voices on campus. Here's your host, Rayshawn Ricks. Welcome to In the Wild, y'all, and welcome back for those who are... Returning listeners joining me in the studio is our amazing intern, but I'm sad because this is her last recording session. So give it up for our amazing intern this semester, Miss Christian Osborne.
1: Hey y'all. <sighs> that's the
0: that's the crowd just cheering. I um, felt
1: that. I love the energy.
0: <laughs> but I am sad because this is your last one.
1: I know. This has been so fun. Um I love just like all the behind the scenes being a part of in the wild. Y'all, there's so many things that happen behind the scenes that really make this podcast so special. So it's been really cool being a part of that and just seeing it.
0: I've definitely enjoyed having you here. Um, Just everything that you've brought to the table this semester. I feel like we needed it. And because of just the things that you've done, like we've grown a little bit because of it. So
1: thank you. I wanted to help grow. I wanted to help you all a little bit, you
0: you know, you know, gave a little bit of your time, a little bit of energy, blood, sweat and tears.
1: A little, bit, se- you know,
0: a little bit, you <laughs> know. this I semester.
1: a lot of people don't know the like. Sometimes people are like, "Oh, I didn't hear you on this episode," but I'm like, I, "I do stuff outside of like just the recording part, y'all." You know, I wrote the articles for the episode. For I think I wrote almost all of them. Not all of them, though. And I did. I had other assignments, y'all. I did stuff.
0: Yeah, you definitely, you definitely worked and earned your stripes this semester.
1: Thank
2: you.
0: But for this episode, since it's our last episode of the semester, which makes it the last episode of the year, we're kind of just reviewing some, you know, highlights and different things that have happened this year. Um, so, what are some highlights of your semester? Get us started with that.
1: Oh, my goodness. Let's see. There's so many, but right now I can't even think of one. At this, Let's see. I mean, I guess the highlight would be interning. That was something I was really passionate about doing. And to be honest, y'all, I had five classes plus this internship. So being able to say I survived, yeah. <laughs> that is really, really, uh, that's a monumental flex for me. Um, <laughs> and also, let's see, I, I do work on campus. Um, so being able to do that as well, like because I want to say the semester before everything was like virtual. So this is like the first time that I've really gotten the feel for like being on campus and doing all these different things. Other than that, you know, y'all, I took my first wellness class yoga. That was kind of, <laughs> I wasn't a fan. I, I'm not going back. I, I won't do it again, but. Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> Understand. I appreciate the honesty.
1: But yeah. What about you?
0: So I've had a lot of, a lot of, uh, change and just like, I guess, highlights that happened um, almost each month. But I'm not going to take up too much of, of that time just sharing all of my testimonies. But uh, most recently, um, and I'll tell you about this earlier, I surprisingly won an award for yes. for our podcast, which is uh, was a big surprise and very exciting. Um, but for those who clearly are unfamiliar, it was Outstanding Newcomer. Um For this statewide conference that I actually was presenting at, and I had no idea that I was getting presented this award whatsoever until later that evening at dinner and they started uh with the awards banquet portion of the evening and definitely came as a surprise because now we are officially an award winning podcast and I am an award winning podcaster, so that
1: is so dope
0: that is probably the one of the biggest highlights because it was a surprise. Like I was just sitting there eating my chicken, minding my business. <laughs> what you and- eating,
1: chicken? Yeah, you gotta tell us a little bit about that.
0: Oh, I took I took pictures. I can show you. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it was just you know nice little dinner at this. Uh, it was actually at a resort, mm. um, up in the mountains, North Georgia, which was my first time in the mountains. So it was a bunch of like first, and it was a great uh, conference by itself. But even better because I came home with an award that I had no idea. So. Great surprise. Um, that was one of the things. But personally, um, just my health. Like I have stuck to a lot of my wellness goals that I've talked about before on the podcast and just being resilient and everything because these past two months have been so busy. Mm-hmm. And usually I fold. And I fold and I don't – and it takes me a while to bounce back. But just my mental health and my stamina and my resiliency has just like been there. This. This year.
1: I'm so proud of you. You're so inspirational. What Rayshawn hasn't shared with you guys is that all the weight he's been losing, he's been passing to me. So I've been carrying um, all of the weight, like the weight that you
0: lost. Like Girl, uh, to me. He <laughs> He's losing
1: weight, and he, I'm just gaining. I'm like, Rayshawn gave me another pound. Um,
0: <laughs> well, I took some of them back from you for these past <laughs> two months because I haven't been on it like I was supposed to. But, it's, yeah, it's been a great year. I can't, yeah. I can't even – lie or try to downplay it like this has been a great year for me
1: i'm so proud of you i mean this year i think you know COVID. we thought our lives weren't going to like return and things were going to end dark but there's been some really cool things to happen this year just overall so i concur it's been a great year
0: it's been a great year um despite you know all the craziness that we still had because even outside i think of the pandemic like this year has also been a crazy year Mm -hmm. just with uh just life happening But, um, and then on campus, of course, just seeing the growth, continued growth, we're going to talk about some exciting growth coming on um, with our guests in a moment. So that, I mean, not just because I get paid to talk about the university, but I'm always excited to talk about, you know, how the university is growing and changing and just being uh, better suited for the community, but also the students and everyone else that make up Jag Nation. So,
1: yes, definitely.
0: This has been, I think this has been like a monumental year for the university too, just with enrollment going up again and mm-hmm. just all the, you know, all the other things that we're always talking new about.
1: majors being added. New, like, yeah, the university has really grown so much this past year.
0: So always looking forward to, to talking about that. So y'all stay tuned because we're going to get into it a little bit more. And we have our commencement speaker coming to talk a little bit about her commencement speech so stay tuned we'll be right back with some more good stuff
2: augusta university's student counseling and psychological services are available to all active au students on campus they offer individual couples and group counseling for free they also specialize in other services related to trauma and the lgbtq community their short-term model treatment is available to serve students with limited resources who want to seek advice on a wide range of common concerns. These services can be expensive off campus, so utilize these free campus resources while you can. You can get more information on services and appointments online at augusta.edu
1: slash counseling.
0: Welcome back, y'all, to In the Wild and we are getting ready with our very special guest. She is an associate professor in the Department of English and World Languages, and she's the director of our Writing Center. So she's going to talk to us all about what's happening with the Writing Center because it's really cool. So give a warm welcome to Dr. Candace Bond. How's Ooh, it going?
3: It's going really well. Thank you for having me, Rayshawn. I'm excited to be here.
0: I'm excited to have you here because we've had a few of your writing consultants as our interns. So it's great to have you in the fold now to kind of see how how they lived their life, I guess, outside of the Writing Center, too. So thanks for being here.
1: So excited to have you, Dr. Bond. Y'all, I don't know if I mentioned, but I work in the Writing Center, so I'm super excited. A little biased. She's <laughs> kind of my favorite guest thus far.
3: Aw, uh, thank you. I'm really <laughs> happy to be here, and it is neat to see what y'all do because, you know, Rachel vis- uh, Oh, what is her new last name? Colleen. Colleen. Rachel Colleen was your intern last fall, I believe, and mm-hmm. she worked at the writing center. And now, of course, Christian and Christian. I've known Christian for a long time. I think four years. Um, so it's really neat to see what you do.
0: Yeah, and I mean, Christian is super excited. Like she's already said, like this is going to be my favorite <laughs> guest. And even outside of the podcast, she's spoken really highly of you. So I'm like, yeah, let's let's bring her in. Let's get her. <laughs> let's get her here. Um, But just getting started, could you tell us a little bit about what it is that you do as the director of the Writing Center?
3: Sure. What is it that I don't do as a director of the (laughs) writing center? Um, In the writing center world, we joke that we have to wear so many hats, um, and they're constantly switching off and on throughout the day. Um, My main job as the director of the writing center is one uh, to ensure that our staff is really highly trained and uh, to make sure that they kind of know what they're doing with writers day in and day out. So I spend a lot of time talking to students, um, recruiting students, talking to my staff to see who they would recommend to work in the writing center, Um, and then I do teach three credit training course it's called English 3830 it's also an experiential learning course for the leadership certificate Um, and that's a full semester where anybody who takes that course learns all about um, writing studies and we call it composition pedagogy so it's basically how to teach writing 101 Um, they learn all kinds of strategies and then I kind of oversee once they get through that class and if they get hired I oversee them day to day and make sure they're you know carrying out our values and using their training well Um, But in addition to that, I do have to do a lot of the administrative work to support the center, too. We don't currently have any administrative support, so it's just me. Uh, So, you know, doing the schedules, answering the phone and emails, um, managing people who are sick, you know, switching out uh, staffing when we need to, scheduling workshops, scheduling faculty professional development opportunities, um, designing all of the Resources that will go into those, you know, so whatever we're actually going to teach at those things, Um, organizing class visits. Um, And then another part of my job is research. Um, You know, as an associate professor, of course I have to research as part of my job. Um, But for writing center directing, it's really important to research because your research is directly tied to what's going on in your center and vice versa. So, you know, based on the observations that I and the staff see every day, we come up with, you know, how do we make this better? Um, So it's a lot of scholarship of teaching and learning because you're observing how students are learning, how staff are using their training, and then you're designing, um, you know, empirical studies or other kinds of research to figure out how do we make this better? Or how do we meet the, the needs of our students? And so if you don't have that research component, you become really stagnant, I think, as a writing center. You know, And it's important to kind of keep up on that and keep the staff energized in that way. Um, so in addition to my own research, I mentor our staff in research. And for the last several years, almost every single one of our staff members has done their own research project related to writing studies and writing centers. Um, they've gone to professional conferences. Uh, Christian was Accepted last year and she submitted, oh, cool. yes, she submitted something <laughs> this year with a, another consultant as well. Um, and then we've had several of our consultants end up publishing in peer-reviewed journals, you know, after they present and develop their projects. Um, so that's that's another dimension. And then I think a lot of what I do is also advertising and outreach because people don't tend to know what writing centers are. And so it's, you know, you constantly have to educate people. Um, you have to stay Really friendly and open minded when you're talking with people about writing centers, so that you know, I think people have a lot of assumptions about writing, you know, so you have to go into it kind of willing to hear their perspective and figure out where there are and then figure out kind of endpoints um, for how they could understand and appreciate what the writing center does. Um, so I get to learn so much in my job because I'm constantly talking to people outside of my discipline and going out and engaging faculty and administrators and learning about how they write and what they use their writing for and what their students need Um, so I would say that's Another aspect of what I do, there's probably other things like making coffee and stocking candy and (laughs) going to Walmart and buying supplies. I just brought in dry erase markers today, actually, and pretty colors because we're (laughs) artists in the center, too, (laughs) so we like to draw on the whiteboards. Um, But, yeah, it's it's, it's a fun job. It definitely keeps you on your toes. Um, There's a lot of service involved as well um, because on our campus in particular, there aren't uh, very many experts in writing at least like within higher education context, we have a lot of education faculty who teach like writing um, and literacy in K through 12 context. But as far as actual like rhetoric and composition scholars or writing study scholars here, it's just me and the director of our composition program. And so there's always opportunities to serve on committees and, you know, be on task force that are related to curriculum and writing pedagogy in and across disciplines. Um, So that's a big part of what I do on campus as well.
0: You sound like a very busy person on campus.
3: I am busy, but I love that about my job because one of my biggest weaknesses is that I get bored very easily. I've been like that since I was a kid. And so when I was thinking about careers, I never thought about, like, I didn't know what a writing center director was, so I didn't think about that. But I did know I wanted something that would allow me to do lots of different things and to never get stuck doing the same thing for a very long time. Um, So I actually like all of the hat switching. And I mean, sometimes it's a little bit too much hat switching, but, um, (laughs) but overall, I would say that's a, a pro of my job that I like a lot.
0: And the Writing Center is growing. Could you tell us a little bit about the growth and what I guess Jag Nation can expect from the Writing Center in the future?
3: Sure. Yeah. So it's really exciting. We're growing. You know, we have new leadership um, at the university with our new provost, Dr. McKennon. We also have new leadership in my college with the newly appointed Dr. Uh, Kim Davies, and then I had a new department chair as well within the last year, Dr. Sarita Williams. Woo Yeah. <laughs> Lots of uh, great people in in leadership at AU, and so. Part of the the changes coming with that shift in leadership is that we are able to expand now. So I have a lot of gratitude for all of those those people who've been willing to invest in us and support our vision. So we will be adding um, some administrative support Thank you. (laughs) I've been praying for that for a long time, Um, to help me out a little bit. And we'll be adding um, an associate director to help as well. And then we'll be hiring several full-time professional tutors. We call them consultants, but it's basically tutors. And um, those folks will support our grad students and faculty because over the, this is my sixth year, and over that time, what I've really learned and what our staff has learned is that there's a huge need at the university for graduate and faculty writing support. I think a lot of people perceive uh, writing centers as remedial spaces, like spaces where struggling students go, particularly, you know, freshmen or just out of high school students who just need to get the hang of college writing. But that's actually not what we see in reality at all. We see very advanced writers who just need, you know, basically a feedback loop, Uh, people people to test out their ideas on, and uh, collaboration is really big in writing center scholarship. Like We're definitely a collaborative space, so they need people to do that collaboration with them to kind of take their research productivity to the next level. Um, so we're excited about the new staffing we'll be able to get so we can offer more of that to our grad students and faculty. And then by getting that staffing to direct towards them, that frees up our undergraduate staff much more you know, to give attention to the undergraduates too, um, which we really need because right now we have so much demand from the grad students that- we're kind of having to shift some of our undergrads to helping grad students, which isn't ideal in any way because you want, you know, peers helping peers and, it's a lot of pressure for our undergrads to try to work with you know, faculty or, or whatever. So I think um, this will kind of take the load off our undergrad peer consultants a bit and allow them to do um, some valuable stuff with their time, whether it's working with more undergrads. Um, we want to do embedded consultants in different classes so that we can kind of branch out into the disciplines and we can have them do more research. Like you can have time, you know, during shifts to work on research projects or design um, online resources for students or things like that.
0: So how does that feel seeing, I guess, the writing center, which is like your baby, like grow more, you know, branches and arms and legs?
3: It is so exciting and rewarding. Um, I, I love building things. Honestly, if it wasn't writing centers, I, you know, wherever I was, I think I would just want to build and grow things. I really love... You know, designing like visions and thinking long-term and setting goals, I'm almost like a goal setter to a fault. Sometimes I set too many goals. Um, <laughs> so to me, it's it's just really rewarding to have come in five years ago and to already have a great writing center because it was already working really well. It was grounded in um, good research. It was a rigorous academic space. Um, the, the tutors were already trained really well. Um, so just to be able to have that solid foundation and then, build on it um, has been amazing to see. And what I have found is that if you give people places to grow, like places where they feel safe to kind of test out new things and be experimental and be themselves, they will always amaze you with what they're able to accomplish. And so the growth of the writing center is, you know, not really about me or anything. It's just all of the staff members, just always blow me away. Like um, whether they're, I've had some freshmen become consultants and before I know it, you know, they're like doing research and going to conferences. I've had seniors and grad students and no matter where they're at or what their background is, because we hire from all disciplines, they always have really interesting ideas of things to implement and try out. And, you know, my job is just kind of giving them what they need uh, to do it. Um, So I just find it very exciting. And it, you know, some people have to wait years and years and years, um, to see growth happen or to get the resources that they need to make growth happen. So I'm just very appreciative that AU has noticed all of the great work of the consultants and that they're willing to invest, you know, five years is not a long time, you know, to, to be asking and then to get some things that you need. So I'm excited, appreciative, can't wait to see what we're able to accomplish next. Um, can't wait to see how the staff continues to grow. And Christian's I bet? amazing, by the way. Since she's, she's sitting <laughs> oh. right here, she's one of the amazing staff members who has done so much uh, to grow the center and promote it. Because if you know, as you know, Christian has a huge following, and she's <laughs> <laughs> definitely used it to help us get the word out. And she is always um, saying great things about the center. I
1: really love the riding center. I used to utilize the riding center before becoming it okay. uh, before I became a consultant. So. I believe in everything that the Writing Center does. (laughs) I've seen it from both sides, and we honestly have a really, really great leader. You guys are going to hear me just praise Dr. Bond. I'm just a huge fan of Dr. Bond, y'all. She's being so humble. She's telling you all the things that she does, but she literally does that plus so much more. She's our therapist. We get to come (laughs) in her office. She's literally available all the time. I don't know how she's, like, sitting here because she just does so much. And she's always smiling and willing to help, like, anyone. And, yeah, she's always picking up the slack for us. So we love you so much in the Writing Center. Thank you. Thank
3: you.
0: And I bet it is rewarding having uh, your students and then just others, like, come to you and help them grow. And then now your baby is growing. So, yeah, this is a very exciting time. But switching gears a little bit, in this episode, uh, we've been celebrating or talking about our wins for this year and this semester. So outside of just seeing the Writing Center grow, what are some other wins that you've had this year?
3: Oh, let's see. Um Personally, so I have a a daughter who is nine, and um, this year she has just taken off academically. So that's been a huge win for us as a family because up until this year, she was kind of reserved about school and she didn't really know what she thought about it. But she really loves it. And she's, you know, as somebody with a Ph.D. in English, I love reading, of course. And (laughs) my daughter did not. Um, Oh,
0: no. Yeah.
3: (laughs) You know, they say, like, you have kids who are not like you and then that's your challenge as a parent. And this has definitely been true. We're, We're not a lot alike, but she's definitely opened my eyes to other Perspectives and possibilities. But this year, she has discovered this uh, series of books called Wings of Fire. It's about dragons. Hmm. And they're like big books, you know, like 300, 400 pages. And she's on book five, I think, and keeps asking me to get like the next one. Wow! So it's been you know, cool to see her um, grow in that way. She's also an artist, and her art is just taken. Yes, love
0: uh, artists, love my fellow artists.
3: She wants to be a graphic novelist, and I think she might do it, I mean, she's pretty good. She's really good, okay?
1: Like, yeah, could she draw me something? (laughs) (laughs) No, her art is really good, y'all. Like, one time, I was like, is that like a stamp or something? Because I saw Dr. Bond posted on her Facebook.
3: She's like, no, like, she drew that, and I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah, she amazes me. Um, so that's been a personal win for us as a family. Uh, we also have been, um, reconnecting with our family. Um, most of our family lives about 12 hours away. My husband and I are both from St. Louis, Missouri. And, you know, since COVID, we haven't really gotten to see our family as much, but starting this summer, we took a vacation, um, you know, with my husband's side of the family and I got to see my side when we uh, stopped in St. Louis on our way to Colorado. So it's been nice just Reconnecting, and even though things are not back to normal by any means, you know, at least we got to see family again, and it sort of felt normal for a little bit.
0: How were you able to navigate? I guess going back to the writing center, like that virtual space, that time period where you know we couldn't have in-person interactions. What was that like?
3: Oh, it was interesting, (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Rachel. I think I had that one week where, you know, like we halted instruction or something to basically redesign a writing center to be virtual. And we had not been virtual in any major sense before the pandemic. We did offer online consultations. They were in real time, but they were text only. So it was like you would Mm. go into our software and you could type back and forth, and it was not great. Um, So during that week period, I worked with IT to try to – I don't know, manage a bunch of firewall situations that were keeping our software from being able to use video and audio. And like at the final hour, they were able to figure it out. So we did have video and audio during our live consultations. But it was so challenging um, because I found that I had to rewrite like every single policy, you know, redo <laughs> <laughs> every promotional piece out there, um, get the word out, retrain the staff because it's really different, um, you know, consulting fully online than it is as isn't imp- than it is in person. And, um, they were great about it. We went, you know, to a Microsoft Teams account for the writing center and pretty much we're just in constant communication. The first couple of weeks, the staff really used each other a lot. Um, so they, you know, would ask each other questions during consultations and be like, how did you guys manage this? (laughs) Um, WC online is what we use for our consultations and our scheduling. It's a like a program for scheduling for writing centers. And at first they weren't used to the huge online demand either. So their servers were constantly overloaded the first (laughs) few months. And so the video and audio would like drop in and out and people would get kicked out all the time. So we were having to come up with like, Backup strategies, like how do you contact people on Teams and what's okay to use and not use, and I really wanted you know the staff to feel safe and supported, so I didn't want them to feel like their privacy was being invaded either, with like having to show their houses or having to use you know non-sanctioned technologies. So it was really interesting, but um, I do think we came out stronger because of it. Um, I don't know if we would have implemented a lot of the things that we did if we hadn't been pushed by the pandemic but now online consultations are our most frequently used types of appointments. Even oh, wow. If, yeah. Um, this year, this fall, um, we started offering written feedback appointments as well instead of just the live ones so you can submit and get written feedback. We had that for grad students the last few years, but we hadn't offered it to undergrads until this fall, and that came out of the pandemic. Um, Kaylee Claussen, who's one of our undergrad consultants, she's a psychology major, um, she spent all of last year doing research on the best practices for written feedback appointments, and designed a training module and then she kind of led that for our staffing so they would be ready to go. And I think those written feedback appointments were our most popular followed by the online live consultations and then followed by in-person this fall. So um, that's been really exciting because I think we were nervous and I think a lot of us including me were nervous about losing that human connection as well. Like you know are we still a writing center if we're not seeing people face to face? Um, But I think we found overall that we are We've definitely identified some areas of online consulting that we want to improve or change to try to maintain that human side of it a little bit more. But overall, it's gone pretty smoothly. Um, and again, mostly because the staff's been really dedicated and willing to go out of their comfort zone and try new things. Um, so I am deeply appreciative of their flexibility and patience. <laughs> and I'm also glad that that initial time of like transitioning is over because it was really, really, really stressful. <laughs>
0: Yeah, trying to transition this podcast to virtual was a unique hurdle because we had just got started and it was like, we barely know how to interact in the studio and you're trying to <laughs> get us to work outside the studio. That's crazy to me. So it's awesome to see the growth that y'all were able to do despite all of the crazy circumstances we've had to be in for the past, I guess, what, 18 months? Yeah, I
3: know. I can't believe it's almost been two years of pandemic oh yeah. yeah. time. So
1: I know we're supposed to be asking questions to Dr. Baum, but when you mentioned the podcast being virtual, like in the writing center, we used a lot of like emojis and like we tried to make things like really like fun and, you know, we spelled things incorrectly. I don't know. Just to make it seem like it was more of a connection. How did you do that with the podcast? Like, because you, <laughs> it was literally just you by yourself.
0: It was uh, me by myself. I'm so thankful for... Uh the virtual interaction because i would tell people like yeah we're going to interview um, but please turn your camera on because i don't want to talk to you for 20 minutes and just not be able to see your face i don't want to just stare at you know a blank a <laughs> black uh, the square a black a blank screen or just a photo of you like a, I, I think it would be you know great to interact in that way a lot of people uh did were supportive of that idea cuz they're like yeah now that you mentioned it it would be weird to try to cuz i'm not a phone talker ironically like i can talk on this podcast, I can FaceTime, I can do in-person stuff, but if I have to talk on the phone, I'm just, like, completely not engaged, so, yeah, I I needed to see someone else's face to kind of hold the conversation with them.
1: I get that. I'm so happy we got, like, video for our appointments, because those async appointments are (laughs) tough, because you can't, you know, when you're communicating with just text, you don't know someone's tone, they don't know your tone, it's like... Sometimes emojis, now emojis have different meanings. It's like, can I send a smiley one? Did I just curse you out on accident? Like,
0: (laughs) what's going on? And I do uh, find emojis, like, so valuable because they can provide context to, like, just the text portion. Because, like you said, like, you don't know what tone someone has until they may send you the, you know, yellow-faced emoji. And you're like, okay, they were just kidding when they were, Mm -hmm. you know, this is just how they are. Because, yeah, without them, it can be like, I don't know. I don't know how to take this. I don't know how to process this.
1: This is so true. One thing I've been incorporating in, like, written feedback appointments is, like, I try to now give feedback, like, how I talk. So Mm, lately I've been saying, like, yes, you know, queen, or, like, yeah, you know, (laughs) things like, people really respond well to that. So now they're, like, okay, she's not just tearing my paper up. Because I don't want anyone to feel that way. Like, I'm, like, ripping their paper apart or anything. It's, like, no, like, I really want you to win. That's why we're here. We're a team. (laughs) So...
0: Have you been able to or how have you been able to celebrate all of the awesomeness that is from the writing center and your daughter being able to just like jump into reading and like, like, well, being a super reader now with these big books that she's reading?
3: Yeah, well, I think as a writing center staff, we tried to, you know, regularly meet up on our Microsoft Teams when we were all online. Um, We had, like, we called them hangout hours that were twice a week. And they weren't super well attended, but they were were attended enough to where I think we could, you know, chime in and give each other some encouragement. And we had monthly staff meetings where everybody was, you know, we would always start, like, talk about... um, praise for one another, and we would review our surveys, which is one of the big morale boosters in the center, I think. We get, like, the most amazing survey responses after our consultation. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and so, like, reading those and giving everybody, you know, like, kudos for what they've done is helpful. And this semester, we've been able to meet in person again, which has really helped with morale and giving us opportunities to celebrate. We have our holiday party this Thursday, and I'm going to bring my guinea pigs. Christian Aww. doesn't know that yet, but yep, they're going to be so know? excited. <laughs> I have two guinea pigs, Pumpkin and Puppet. and
0: Pumpkin and Puppet.
3: They're going to make an appearance. Oh, that's <laughs> I
2: believe exciting. you
1: have to say Pumpkin and Puppet. Puppet.
3: Oh, I call <laughs> them the wrong names all the time, and sometimes I just like say puppy because it's kind of like a <laughs> blend, and I hope they figure it out. I was going to say, it feels like you should say it in a British accent. <laughs>
1: like pumpkin and puppet.
0: <laughs> it's like, uh, that just made me think of like uh, people confusing my brother and I, even though we have completely different names. Um, they were just like you, like, you know who you are. like You know who I mean. And it's like, oh, okay.
1: That's how it is in parenthood. <laughs> I call Liam and so if I get flustered, I say like Laura or <laughs> Ziam. <laughs> like, okay, you're stressing me out.
0: How did they how do they respond when, when you call them the wrong name?
1: They just they both look. They're like, okay, we're stressing her out. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've gone too far.
0: <laughs> um so what is something that y'all look forward to next year since I mean very soon we'll be in a whole new year.
3: Um well, for, for me personally, I'm looking forward to getting back into research a little bit more because I've kind of taken a step back from it the last few months to focus on what we need to do to get ready to expand. So I'm working on a book project and some other projects, and I'm excited to kind of get back into that hat, that side of things. Um, and for the writing center, I'm just excited to see who applies for our new positions and what things I haven't even thought of, you know, that they're going <laughs> to imagine for us and bring to the table. So I'm just really excited to get those new faces and new ideas, new energies um, to the table, and um, I'm excited for holidays. I love the holiday season. That's not really next year, but it is really soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love like Thanksgiving and Christmas is my favorite time of the year.
0: What about you, Christian?
1: Well, next semester is my last semester, so mm-hmm. I'm clearly excited about graduating and you know, entering the workforce as like an adult, (laughs) a real adult. Um, Also, when I graduate, my son will be graduating kindergarten. So we're going to do like mommy and me graduation photos. And that's going to be so exciting. Um, Also plug uh, Liam's birthday is this Friday. So I just can't I've almost been a parent for like a decade. He's turning six. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm excited about that. And then just this year has been so great. So I can't even fathom what next year has to offer. What about you, Rayshawn?
0: You just kind of stole, like, the last part of what I was... Your last part is what I was going to say. Like, this year has been so great to me in so many ways. Like, I lost weight and then gotten uh, just so many improvements on my personal health. But then professionally, like, getting this award uh, this month and just other uh, small wins just throughout uh, this past semester, it's been a really great year. So I am don't have too many, like, goals besides just, like, maintaining the... Uh, the course that I'm on I guess so I don't really have too many set goals for next year because I'm just like at this point we're just like, we're just riding the wave <laughs> things, have, things are going well and hopefully I just want them to continue to, to go well and I'm, well I guess now that we've had this conversation I am really excited about seeing the writing center grow even more because you'll know, have like a whole bigger and better team now that is really exciting
1: so exciting it is exciting
0: we're always talking you know about how the university is growing and that's just i think one of the things where it's like just really interesting to see how our university is just like catering to to all of our needs in that sense but to wrap up here where can our listeners go to learn more about the writing center
3: um they can go to our website that's probably the best place Um, And rather than giving you the long URL, I'll just say type Writing Center into the Augusta (laughs) University search box, and it'll be the first thing that comes up. Um, And also follow us on social media, especially Instagram. Our handle is aug underscore writing center, so AUG underscore writing center. And Christian is actually taking back over. She used to be (laughs) our social media manager. She still helped out this semester. Odessa Hinton was actually manager this semester with Christian supporting. But then Christian's going to be taking over in spring again, so you can see more of her great work as she prepares to go into that job market where I know she's going to kill it. Um, So yeah, follow us there.
0: Thank you so much, Dr. Bond, for being here. I'm very excited, like I said, to just see the Writing Center grow this next year. And we'll probably have you back really soon to kind of keep us up to date.
3: That would be great. Thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun. (laughs)
0: Augusta University's Division of Information Technology has provided a third wireless internet option for students, faculty, and staff to use for their personal devices. AU edu Rome is now the preferred network for personal devices for the following reasons. Safer than other guest networks, easier for personal devices to join, up to 20 times faster than the AU Guest Network, and available at thousands of participating EDU-ROM sites worldwide including other institutions within the University System of Georgia. You can use your AU credentials to join the network. With EDU Rome, students, faculty, researchers and staff have access to no cost, seamless, easy and secure internet access across thousands of hotspots across more than 100 countries. Welcome back y'all to In the Wild and joining me in the studio, we have our very, very special commencement speaker. She is a kinesiology major and Secretary for the Black Student Union. So give a warm welcome for Miss Shayla Riley Dorsey.
1: Hey!
2: How's it going? <laughs> I'm good, how are you?
0: I'm great, and I'm super excited to have you here in our studio to talk a little bit about, you know, yourself and get us excited for graduation. How does it feel to soon to be walking across that stage?
2: Um, I'm happy to be walking across the stage. I think it's more so surreal being the commencement speaker Um, It was one of my goals coming into school. I was like, okay, I want to be, at least speak or do something at graduation, leave a mark. But um, it actually happening is very much so surreal. It's it's a blessing, to be honest. So tell us a
0: little bit about uh, that process and how you found out that you won.
2: Oh, so, of course, with commencement um, speaking, like, as far as judging, if you don't know, they send a link out to all the graduates graduating that semester, and then you have between videos or, like, uh, some type of reading to pick the actual graduate. So I was like, oh, my video look good. I know. I think <laughs> I think I'm gonna do good. But also we had some good other contestants or those who were running for commencement speaker. So I wasn't very sure about how it was gonna go. Um, but then the SGA president, Miss Mahadia Islam, then emailed me and was like, hey, can I meet you later, say? So I wasn't thinking anything of it. I was like, I got to work. So come on, girl, let's hurry up and get this done. <laughs> um, and she then, she was like, well, hey, commencement speaker. And then I'm a crybaby, so I'm over here crying. Really? <laughs> Thank you so much. And um, I started smiling because I was like, why am I crying in front of everyone? <laughs> um, so then we just did a walk and talked about, you know, what I wanted to say, what, you know how much it meant to me being commencement speaker and then what it would mean for others, you know, in my hometown. Um, so that's kinda just how I found out in general and my little emotional behind. <laughs> okay.
0: That's nice. That was I think that's a great way to to find out that you you've won something is in person versus like an email or something.
2: Right. Yeah. So I was very appreciative of that, especially with me knowing Mahadia, we've been in crew together. Um, as well um, with the exec board for that. So it was just like, oh, my friend is telling me that I am one commencement speaker. So, oh man, I'm excited. I'm over here like blushing and stuff a little bit.
0: I'm excited. (laughs) I'm excited to hear it. Uh, But tell us a little bit about yourself and the things that you've done for the university because you've done a lot.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So um, again, my name is Shayla Riley Dorsey. I am a kinesiology uh, major, as he said. I am involved within Black Student Union as the secretary, as well as I was on the exec board for the Jaguar production crew, but just a regular member now because I knew I was about to graduate. Oh. Um, I've been able to be a part of the student advisory board um, under Susan Davies, which is also an amazing person. I love her. Um, also, just in general, I do my best to support other Events on campus, so not only mine, of course, but of also the black race, also other minorities like AUG Hoy, um, the Asian Different Club, also Kinesiology Club. So I just try to dibble and dabble into a a lot of stuff because I feel like I'm not going to know everything, but if I can know something and be able to give you the resources to help you, then at least I've done something in this world.
0: Yeah. I like that. What would you say are some highlights of your college career? Mm.
2: Uh, highlights of my college career. The first one that comes to mind is Homecoming, because Jaguar production crew, we do Homecoming. And the first year where I was like, oh, this is great was 2019. Where we were able to do a go-town event Where we, we couldn't go downtown Because it was supposed to rain But it didn't even rain that day, y'all I was so upset
0: That's um, the worst,
2: That's the worst. <laughs> But we were able to go to the JSAG ballroom um, And had a great, like, silent headphone party So you had Greeks You had other organizations out You had people that have never been to anything event But knew it was homecoming that came out So it was a great experience to not only feel like I did something great as being a leader but also like, oh, I'm glad that I'm here at Augusta University to see other students experience this and love it as well. Um, I'm trying to think. Hmm. I don't know. It's a, it's a lot of different things. A lot of the things that I like about Augusta University or that I will miss and enjoy in general are within my organizations. So it's like all coming down to, oh, man, I'm about to leave. So I don't know. I'm trying to think.
0: While you ponder on that, (laughs) Christian, since she'll be graduating next Mm -hmm. semester, what are some highlights of your uh, college career?
1: Let's see here. Um, I should have been thinking while you were thinking. Um, (laughs) Highlights, like something I'm proud of or like just something that like, I guess um, writing for the bell ringer. My Mm. mom attended Augusta, well, it was Augusta State, And she wrote for The Bell Ringer. And, um, yeah, so that was one personal goal. Like, I just wanted to write one Mm -hmm. article. And then I ended up getting, like, three articles published on the same page my first semester. And I was like, that is so cool. It was like a full circle moment. Um, So I guess that was, like, a big highlight. I'm trying to think. I don't think I have anything else.
0: Look at you now publishing stuff for Jaguar. I
1: know, right? You know, that's really cool. (laughs) Because, like, when I'm thinking of highlight, like, within
2: college, I'm thinking of... My first thought was something that totally doesn't have anything to do with college, but, like, it happened while I was in college. Okay. So that's why I was like, hmm, I don't know if I should say that. But we're going to go ahead and say it. Um, But one thing, I guess, in general, throughout my college career, but it's not exactly with Augusta University— um, was just being able to view the Augusta area, and when meaning that is because uh, whenever you say Augusta or even back home, i be like I'm going to school in Augusta, Georgia. Oh, okay, that has golf, James Brown. I'm like, y'all, we got so much more than that in Augusta. Mm-hmm. Um, so me taking you know myself in my little PT cruiser um, <laughs> <laughs> to drive around you know downtown to go on the outskirts with Evans, Hepzibah, uh, Martinez, just actually going around to see what more is to offer here at Augusta, which also, like, inspired me because I did a um, 90s-themed video shoot, like, it was about a month ago now. But, like, within the backgrounds, I was like, okay, I want y'all to see, like, the amphitheater here downtown. I want you to see James Brown Arena. I want you to see this right here. I want you to see Maxwell Theater, you know. Or I want you to see just other things within Augusta because every time someone's asked me about Augusta, Georgia, I was like, there's so much more, but I I can't show you because you're either so far or you're not going to take the time to actually... Look or do your research. So let me actually show you what it is. Um, so yeah,
0: yeah, I agree. Augusta offers a lot, and I think we're still trying to get to a point where we can really showcase who we like, showcase who we are and what we do mm-hmm. a lot better. All right. But there's a, there's so much going on here.
2: So much. Like literally every weekend, there's something downtown, mm-hmm. and then I'd be like. Oh, I didn't know that was heritage month or I didn't know that it was that. I didn't know that. Wait a minute, these people are like me. Let me see what's going on. But you honestly like of course in general you have to do your research about everything, but unless you physically go out, make the action to go out, you you really won't know. Yeah.
1: This okay. is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: What has been cuz you're from thatasta. Yeah. So definitely South Georgia.
2: South Georgia. We literally on the line of Florida.
0: On the line. <laughs> so how was that trans? Like, were you culture shock coming to Augusta? Like, what was that transition from, I guess, that city life mm-hmm. to this city life?
2: Um, So for me personally, the transition wasn't that bad um, or bad at all. So I'm from the Verosta area, but my actual town is Naylor, Georgia which people probably have never heard in life. Um, but within my...
1: <laughs> Where is that?
2: Uh, so Naylor, Georgia is is a county called Lanier County. Um, then you have like a Lowndes County line. So mm-hmm. literally if you're in Lanier County, it's smaller. But Lowndes County like graduates over like 600 people and we graduate 100. So, <laughs> so that's a difference in general as well. Um, but... Within my time being home, I was able to get a lot of people with different, excuse me, different cultures and different religions and different races. So, like I call it my squad. So we have one person that's an Indian, we have one person that is white Caucasian, we have one person that's African. Like it's so many different cultures and religions. One is Muslim, one is um, Hindu. You know, we have Baptist Christianity with it. So I was able to use all of that to help me to come to Augusta because I'm like I'm used to this, I'm used to that, but I haven't really experienced that within classroom settings as much until I got to Augusta University. Um, So it wasn't a culture shock, but it was more so like I have the ability to learn more about cultures, um, more about religion, more about races to see how, you know, even though my friend right here is Indian and I'm African-American black, we both grew up in the South, which is just a whole different culture in itself. Um, so just taking all of those and relating it and then also letting myself actually listen to what is being said to me and not ready to respond or whatever from a question or a statement. So it, it it's still sometimes weird <laughs> <laughs> just because, you know, even though I'm here in Augusta and I'm used to it, it doesn't mean that I'm also around it all the time. Yeah. Because it's more so now like, <laughs> Vulnerable moment, but I'm going back home after graduation, which is also I've been crying. I'm a crybaby. Um, but I'm currently in a situation or in the mindset of okay, I've been to Augusta where I'm used to having my different freedom. I'm used to seeing all of these different cultures. Till right now, I have to go back home to this small town to where everybody's doing the same thing or they're used to the same thing. If one person says something different, they like, oh no, we don't care about you. Oh no, throw it away. So I'm like, okay. I don't want to get back in that mindset, but I do have to be aware of this is what's happening in my hometown. This is what I grew up in, and w- which is the reason why I wanted to be four hours away in Augusta um, <laughs> or just still in Georgia in general to be able to go back and home, but I wanted to be away from it. I wanted to get my own... Um, view of life not being around that same thing in which I'm pretty sure a whole bunch of people who are listening are going to be like yeah I understand from a small town or even when you're in big cities it's like you're trying to figure out what culture to either follow or to really go by or experience and it's just a lot in general.
0: I I relate to that because I'm from a small country town Mm -hmm. so I wanted to come here like you said to experience something different and hopefully just kind of find my pride of people Um. But I was really impressed with how diverse the university was when I came here, but mm-hmm. also how much is still continuing to grow and expand right. in every sense of the word, not just with, you know, because a lot of times when we think of diversity, we think of just race, mm-hmm. but um, diversity of thought, features and every aspect of our, that makes our identities, right? right? So I really enjoyed being able to, like you said, like learn and get to relate to people in different ways mm-hmm. because go. Being in a small country town, you don't have that.
2: Right. It's so it's
0: so easily it's so easy to feel isolated because, right. you know, especially for us in like black families.
2: Yes, like I we like, definitely ooh.
0: have that community mindset for mm-hmm. almost everything. So being just a little bit different is can be very isolating.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: What was what are some things that you really enjoyed about the university outside of diversity?
2: Outside of diversity, um, I feel like I'm about to be with their like six values and stuff, but.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we just have values, no, week, really so right. it's okay.
2: Um, no, so besides diversity, I think for me, it would be inclusion because with me coming in, I came in 2018, fall 2018. Um, so I was already like, oh, it's very diverse, but I was like, okay, with all this diversity, how are you gonna include everybody? And even with being in crew, Um, we took on the, I guess, the challenge within ourselves while planning events. Okay, we have this event that's going to be higher elevated. So what if someone has a disability? How are they going to get up? How are they going to be included? How are they going to be able to be just as happy or be able to just scream and shout as much as someone who doesn't have a disability? Or how is someone of this race going to be able to understand what this other race is saying? Or of this person religion, okay, are we going to be able to have people here that will actually listen and not try to fight back or say some words? And we're going to be like, "Uh uh-uh, don't do that. (laughs) Nope, nope, nope. Nope, don't do that. Um, but I think inclusion was a bigger thing for me because I saw, especially since 2018 to 2021 now, we're about to be in 2022, how much they try to include everyone. Of course, there's, you know, pros and cons to everything because we're still working. We're still a university that's working on a lot of things. But the growth since I've been here has been amazing with including um, so many different elements of everyone. And like you said, the identities of everyone also.
0: And I tell people all the time when uh, they ask me like, why, do you, why did you stay at Augusta University or go mm-hmm. back to Augusta University to work? And I always tell people because it's growing. Like, right. And we were just talking uh, before we started recording, like, buildings were not here mm-hmm. just a few years ago or things yep. look completely different right. from, you know, even a few months ago or a semester or two ago. So I, I love being a part of... An institution that always pushes for like growth.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. definitely been growing. Like like you said before, I was literally like, oh, I've been in this building, but ooh, they don't added a chair <laughs> over here. Ooh, what what is this picture? What is this going
1: on? Yeah. Um, was that always here? Right. <laughs> and we have new restaurants and stuff. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm kind of hungry, Girl, but no, we've yeah. The university has grown so, so much. Like, we'll
2: talk about the restaurants after the taper.
1: Look though, I mean honestly, <laughs> as far as well, I just wanted to go back because y'all were talking about being from small towns, and I'm from Augusta, well Evans, mm-hmm. um, so low key Augusta, and like y'all are like, oh, it's just so different, and then for mm-hmm. me, I'm like, it's the same,
2: it's the same, and you with you saying that, it makes perfect sense because i have people that are here from augusta and i'll be like you know i'm from but like, also state is amazing though the area <laughs> oh my god i'm like yep, y'all girl yep. that's story story. it ain't nothing else <laughs> it's it's stuff there to do but you also have to be creative with whatever else you want to do like when that's a, another reason to go back why i wanted to move because i was like i've done everything in about yep or i've done everything in surrounding counties or cities to where i'm like i just need something new and not so much a fresh start, but new. I'm so tired of a new environment, right? A whole new environment, which helped me with my own personal healing, a growing, helped with the different struggles within COVID when we all got sent back home. And y'all, I was devastated. Jesus, ooh. I was so oh, mm, I was <laughs> dev- <laughs> I was I'm so I was bounce. so devastated because I had put so much work into being here in Augusta and staying, and y'all telling me I got to take my behind back home. Oh, that I was so devastating. I got through it, but, ooh, Lord. That was
0: the first thing I thought of when um, I saw that students were being sent home. I was like, "But what about the ones that, like, came here? Right. Like, to be away, to from, be home. away <laughs> like, from home. To away from home. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, To this. be
2: away from home. And even going back to, like, inclusion and diversity, like, I was like, okay, you know, I, I'm glad I have somewhere to go back home to. There's some people that do not have a place to go back home to, or we have so many people that are from overseas that do sports or just in general to come here. And they are literally have to be in the States going to school. So, what about what are they going to do? Like, how do you look into trying to get someone to stay? Do they need to work before the university? Do they need to do something else? Do they have to find their own place or food? So, I was like, I'm blessed. And yeah, I'm complaining that I got to go home, but I'm just blessed to be able to have a home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that kind of made me, you know, humble, humbled me very, That's much. Things in so,
0: perspective.
1: Yeah. But I think it's beautiful that you're basically calling like AU your home, you know, it makes you Mm -hmm. feel comfortable. And I know during the beginning of COVID, like AU did an amazing job trying to make sure everyone was good. Mm -hmm. Like I have to say, like I saw from other people at different universities, they didn't do well with the transition. But Mm -hmm. I know for me... I was like, you know, this isn't that bad. (laughs) I mean, I didn't mind staying home, but I'm saying like as far as my professors Mm -hmm. or the support, they called us like every week. Like, how are you guys doing? Mm -hmm. How's your mental health? Do you need this? And I really like that. So it feels good to be an Augusta native, I guess, and then hear other people say they feel good coming to (laughs) my city. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Call me Jeezy. (laughs) Put on (laughs) for my up.
0: Well, one (laughs) thing I will say about Augusta natives is that They'll either really love Augusta and will be diehard fans Mm -hmm. or they will be, kind of like what you said before, like they're tired of it. They won't raise for something new. Like anywhere is better Mm -hmm. than just staying at home for them. Because I worked with students um, before I came back in this role and I was surprised how so many of them, they thought they knew something about Augusta University, but they really had no idea. Yeah, Until they talked to like an admissions counselor or Mm -hmm. were able to go to campus and actually walk around and see what the, because they're like, oh, I just thought y'all only did this or it was only like this, but it was like, nope, we are, we can do a lot for you.
2: We very much so can. And Mm -hmm. on top of that, like, I'm, I'm really, really bad. Like when I say research, i be all the way, like i be trying to figure out who started the school, who was the first person to (laughs) wrote Augusta University (laughs) on it. Um, But for me, like when I came in, like transitioning here, I wanted to know, about each campus individually. And there's some people, like you said, who come in and it's like, oh, I didn't know Augusta was going to offer this. Some people don't know we have more than, like, how oh, we have, what, five campuses here? Like, that's a part of Augusta University. You have Somerville. You have Health Science Campus. You have Christian Barry Forest Hills. You have Cyber Campus here. Like, there's so many different campuses that students don't even know about mm-hmm. that you can literally go to within your free time just in general. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's um, interesting with that as well because I did also, it used to be called World Camp, but it's like Leap Week now where we uh, transition the freshmen or even students who have not been here into Augusta University. And I was like, yeah, y'all can go to Cyber Campus. It's downtown. You have Riverwalk. It's like, what's that? I'm like, did y'all not look at the website? Did y'all not no. Google what else is in they uh, Augusta? Georgia?
1: <laughs> like, nope. They probably um, only just heard James Brown.
2: See, it goes back to what I was saying before, <laughs> literally golf. So you have masters, mm-hmm. James Brown. Uh, there's other people, of course, with from the Augusta area in general. But like those are normally your main two that are yep. pointed out. Mm-hmm. And sometimes i be like, dang, I want to do so much more before leaving the area because sti- I'm going to come back because I got friends here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do it. Come on back. But um, just in general, I'm like, OK, what else can I do before I, I leave? Which will be after December tenth. I ain't gonna give y'all you know my actual date. Don't be yeah. Um, but you know graduation is December tenth, so after that time, it's like, is there anything I can do within this month span that can either give a resource to someone younger than me, or even someone that is literally about to go through the same transition next semester?
0: So, would you like to start your career here in Augusta, or did you want to start it back (laughs) in Naylor? So, y'all.
2: True story uh, I wanted to stay In Augusta Because I'm currently Applying to Doctor PT school So I've you know, oh. applied To different places Um, But I was like Okay I'm still Waiting on two schools I've applied to all right, looking at finances, how this going to go? I've been mm. blessed and privileged to have scholarships that have kept me in Augusta for housing. But can I do this on my own? You like can. I, mm, I speak can. Speak it. And I can do it on my own. So it's very much so like I can do it on my own, but I don't want to be make just making it by just ends meet.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So
2: which we'll go into Okay mentally Shayla can you save more Can you not be going Getting your nails done Because I like my nails Y'all can see me in here um, Okay <laughs> Shayla you going to do Something to your hair Different okay Are you going to stop Buying certain hair products Are you going to do Your hair more So just all these Other elements that I'm thinking of Or can I do Yes I believe it God is going to have me Be able to do it And have it in his will However I know for me How I like to plan I just need a little bit More time on To get it all together um, so, I wouldn't wanted to stay, still want to, um, to the Augusta area, but I knew like I wanted to have something within my career field as well. So, if I just wanted to work, yeah, you know, I could make my money, chun chun, stay in Augusta. But I definitely wanted to have something within the health field with physical therapy, with kinesiology, um, and movement. And I was like, Shayla, go home. You've been blessed already. You're still going to be blessed. And That's even right. though something has been delayed, you are, have not been denied at all. Come on now. And I've been told, you know, ooh, I, I've been told that by so many great people. And I hope y'all listen to this podcast because I'm shouting y'all out without saying the names, but you know who you are. Um, but they've said this so many times to me within just the last two weeks, to be honest, because like, oh, I wanted this to happen or, oh, but I got commencement speaker. I wanted this to happen. Well, you got good grades. You know, there's different things that have been delayed even within COVID, within my own personal struggles with family, health scares, within our within our own struggles here. Like, we might have wanted to get another job. Or we might have wanted to, dang, I needed an extra $5 on my paycheck this week. <laughs> um, but we've been delayed different things. But I tell you, every time I've been delayed, I've always been picked up on a higher level. So I'm taking that um, optimism and positive vibes to push on through it.
0: Absolutely, because that transition from being a student to being an alum. hmm is rough. <laughs> like I thought, transitioning from high school to college was difficult. Mm-hmm. But this next corner you' about to turn, I, yes, it's, 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 it's a doozy. But let me tell you, when you hit, when, once you hit that corner and you and you go past it, you're past it. But mm-hmm. yeah, for me, it was it was really difficult. Yeah, um, because I had gave so much of my life to Augustine I'm University. You,
2: that's literally how I feel. Right,
0: I was bleeding blue. You know, Jaguar up and down, and mm-hmm. then you know. Once I graduated, I kind of felt like I wasn't a Jaguar anymore because <laughs> I don't live on campus. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything for campus. I'm not going on campus. Right. Like completely new chapter, mm-hmm. and so it was very uh, a very full circle moment for me to actually come back to mm-hmm. to do this type of work. But um, but yeah, once you once you hit that corner, <laughs> like it's. Gonna it's going to be at, good. You're going like, to look at life so
2: differently. Yeah, I'm already looking at life so differently. <laughs> um, Just in general, because I know, you know, just transitioning, even like I was saying before, like knowing I'm going back home, it's different ways of different people I have to get used to. But I also have to get used to being around my family all day, yeah. every day, which I love family. I'm a family person, very um, family oriented but, you know, I'm going to want to just go to sleep real quick and y'all going to want me to go get some groceries. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's just been a lot on my mind with that. But I tell you, I'm very thankful and, like I said, very blessed to even have the opportunity to be speaking today, to be able to graduate. It's not a lot of people that are able or fortunate to have finances or scholarships or just in general be able to come here. And especially the school, amazing, Augusta University Um, You know It's an amazing school And of course You'll have others That will say different But I I say From my experience Being here I've been here three years Finished my You know My actual major early So I get A little smart over here Um, (laughs) But you know Just my experience here Has been great
0: So give us A sneak peek Of your speech
2: Oh How y'all knew I already been writing My speech Because you told us No I'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) Um I think I kinda did already. Um, by saying, you know, though things have been delayed, we have not been denied. Um, my oh my goodness, my mom was like, All right, don't be up there going to church now. No, I'm here for <laughs> it. Come on with the sermon. <laughs> Come um, on, Pastor. But just in, <laughs> just in general, you know, knowing that different things happen in life and we are delayed, we have setbacks, it's a variation um, of different directions we try to take and then sometimes we get set back again. Um, but knowing that we are denied, denied And even with us being graduates We are not Thankfully we're not denied being able to graduate yeah. And more so in general being denied Of having a in-person
3: Graduation
2: Because mm, yeah. you know within COVID You had those within 2020 Even within spring 2021 Being a little bit more limited We are able to have you know our Enough tickets to have like our immediate family Low key I mean can I still have a ticket you know <laughs> to my registrar, um, but just in general, we're able to still have an in-person graduation. So knowing that, though we have all these setbacks, we have to do our best to keep going, and it's hard. It is not easy. Like my mama say, it's easier said than done, girl. Um, but we have to keep pushing, and then for me, you know, keep believing in God and just pushing through that, and then um, having a great support system, whether it's one or two. What they it? say, whether a two or three, and then. My bad I hold it on y'all But Yeah um, Three or more Just in general Having a good support system And everything Is just Kind of this That's part of The speech In general Without Not giving too much away Okay Okay
0: So before I let you go Tell us When And where We can Watch Graduation
2: Yes, so for graduation, if you go to Augusta.edu, you can go to the search bar or even put a slash graduation. It will pull up the whole graduation page within how many days are to count down, um, different policies if you are attending graduation. If you scroll down, there's also a link to graduation for the stream. Um, and if you also want to see other amazing graduates who gave the commencement um, speak, who were, excuse me, commencement speaker you'll also see those um, down further below on the page. And, you know
0: Plug your Instagram. Oh yeah, shout yes, yourself yes. out. So
2: um so my Instagram is Angelique Now. So it's Angel, then I Q U E as an Elephant Now N O W. Um, and that is for Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, please, you know, follow, share. I have some amazing different projects coming up with graduation and after graduation. So if you would like to stay tuned to the rest of my story.
0: Thank you so much for being here. And yes. I cannot wait to hear your speech.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Ooh.
0: Thanks for listening to In the Wild. If you like what you heard, then give a nice rating and review to this podcast on whatever you use to listen to your podcast. To keep our conversations going, follow In the Wild on Instagram at In the wildpod and Augusta University on all social media platforms. Don't forget to follow me, your host, Rayshawn Ricks, at Rayshawn Ricks, to send me questions you want to see answered on the show. Tune in for new episodes every week because we don't want you to miss a single thing that's happening on campus. You can also find out more news at jaguar.augusta.edu. Until then, I'll see y'all next time. Stay wild.